Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and spoilers for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Oh, not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, you know, just ready to talk some Flash, man. Man, we're going to be talking some Flash to the future. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. We've got a great show planned for you tonight. We've got wonderful speedster speculation. I cannot wait to get into that uh, because this was an episode filled with revelations and questions galore. Uh, But first, we want to tell you about a couple of things. If you head on over to iTunes and write us a review, you could be considered for a free digital comic. In fact, right now we are two away from giving away a free digital comic. So head on over to iTunes, write us a review. But that's not all that you have on the docket to be able to win yourself some free stuff our good friend b over at flash cw fans on twitter also known as flashfans.org has got a wonderful contest going on uh she has hit the wonderful milestone on twitter that she's got over ten thousand freaking followers which i know let's give a round of applause to b everybody in the chat round of applause Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll work. Uh, so what you want to do is head on over to flashfans.org right now. You'll be able to see the uh, 10,000 follower giveaway information there. It involves some following and some tweeting. And so if you are up on the Twitters, do it for yourself and you could win a pretty substantial prize pack. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and tell you everything that's in there because it's kind of a surprise, actually. If I, it's, it's one of these geek boxes that you get from superhero stuff. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those things are pretty cool. Uh, do you, have you ever signed up for one of those? Uh, I haven't. There was a uh, one that I saw at PAX South that's one for, like, video game-related stuff. Like, you, you get uh, – it, it, it's it's like – you know how games used to come in boxes? Like, the big boxes with well, the and all the stuff. They and, still I mean, they, they still do, but it's, it's like yeah. – it's a, it's a shell of its former self. <laughs> that's one way to put it, sure. Yeah, well, it's it, it was something like uh, they give you this nice decorative box and like you know a nice you know rule book and stuff with it. It was pretty cool and like you know nerd stuff to go with it. It was pretty neat. Yeah, th- th- those things are, are are pretty cool. Right on, man. Well, I think it's awesome. I hope we qualify. Uh, I need to get on there and 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 retweet so that I can qualify in there because I want to I want to win. That that box is said to have some uh, pretty sweet flash gear, and uh, and so you'll definitely want to check that out. So again, flashfans.org for information there rate us on itunes for information here and all that to say bell i think we can go ahead and ju- dive into it can't we let's do this the, the rundown. rundown episode 14 fallout directed by steve surgic and story by kito shimizu and ben sokowalski bell what happened this episode well, this episode, Barry and Caitlin investigate the explosion and find Ronnie and Dr. Stein have separated. General Eiling investigates the crater left by Ronnie and Stein's explosion and realizes that Firestorm has separated. Joe shows Barry the images from the night his mother was killed, and Barry learns that a future version of himself was there trying to save his mother. Barry talks to Dr. Stein and learns about the possibility of time travel. 
Dr. Wells visits General Eiling, who reveals that he knows Barry is the Flash uh, and that he wants the Firestorm project. Dr. Wells gives up Dr. Stein, who is tortured by Eiling until Ronnie shows up to save him. Ronnie and Dr. Stein are forced to reunite to survive Eiling's military onslaught. Merging properly this time, Ronnie and Dr. Stein work together to control the Firestorm Matrix within them, gaining enough control to be able to merge and separate on command. The pair decides to leave Central City, to stay ahead of Eiling, and to learn more about their new powers. The Reverse Flash kidnaps Eiling and brings him to the sewers, where he reveals himself to be Dr. Wells and allows Grodd, who is displaying psychic abilities, to drag Eiling deeper into the sewer. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 wait, wait, whoa! What? Wells was the Reverse Flash? Uh, no, actually, Wells was the reverse Eobard Zala Flash. Zala Flash. I like that. The Eobard Zala Flash. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about here, man. And as I kind of see it, we got three plot lines. Um, we've got the big firestorm plot line and, and we finally kind of get a good resolution of what they've been building to since episode one. We've got the time travel stuff, which I think we should probably save for last because that's going to lead us into speedster speculation. Uh, and we've got Beard Guy. Uh, I'm sorry, Beard Guy? Danish Dan? I don't know. The guy that came up to Iris and said, here's a Danish, go spy on your friends. Oh, Danish Dan. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't know what his name was, but I'm going to go ahead and name him that. Are we supposed to know who that guy is? I, I want to say I feel like I should know yeah. who he is. Help us in the chat, guys. If we're uh, if we're missing Mason. Like, Mason Bridge. Who is Mason Bridge on The Flash? That's kind of Mason, a... That, that sounds so familiar. Mason Bridge. New Earth, DC Comics. I always love it because when you, when you pull up on like... DC wiki and the uh, the profile image that shows up is like from the 50s it's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so it's it's passing it's passing actually this guy uh, is ties to Keystone City that's kind of cool all right so Mason but I, I really like I like Danish Dan <laughs> yeah we should probably just go with Mason yeah, Mason might won't. All right, so yeah. Mason comes in. He's looking out for uh, Iris, giving her some pointers here, telling her she needs to spy on her friends. She's bringing a Danish. I'm going to call him Danish Dan. I don't care what anybody says. I know, you know, I, you know Collis, Collis has it, Bagel Bridge. Bagel Bridge, because it's Mason Bridge. I like it. Okay, yeah. Bagel Bridge. Bagel Bridge. <laughs> Bagel Bridge it is. So uh, he, we will associate him with whatever pastry is in his nearest vicinity and matches up with his name. I'm all about that. <laughs> Hashtag it, guys. Let's make it happen. But, uh, but yeah, so this guy comes in. He is telling Iris to spy on her friends. He is, um, you know, he, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, he's being exploitative because... In what way? Well, okay, so, you know, he wants to do this sort of investigation, but he doesn't have the in that Iris does. I think he's going to take advantage of her. Yeah, exactly. Like He's like, hey, go investigate these people because you know them. You can get close to them and you can, you know, ultimately betray them when you give me the information and I make public the things that you probably don't want me to. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so let me, here's the here's the real question, though. I got the sense that he might be some way tied to this government program that Eiling is in charge of. I have no mm. basis about that other than the fact that he gets really pushy on her to investigate at the exact same time that, like, you know, cof coffee shop guys are getting popped off in the, well, coffee shop. No, I, I think that's more of a, hey, there's some weird stuff going on in our town with military people coming and doing stuff. And less of a, I'm part of this conspiracy. I think he's trying to uncover the conspiracy and find out what's going on. Yeah, that's a good point. In all fairness, the government doesn't really need to know anything, right? I mean, Eiling pretty much has all the pieces. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, he knows who Barry is. He knows who Firestorm, the, the two components of it, 
a Firestorm R. Yeah, let's uh, talk about how he knows who Barry is. I mean, that was pretty shocking, yes? Yes and no. Every time we talk about superheroes with secret identities and things like that, it's it's always like everybody knows, right? I mean, it's like Clark Kent, oh, how could you not tell, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually this, this is true. I mean, in the modern age that we live in where – you know, after Tony Stark said, I am Iron Man on, on the movie of the same name, the the story has changed. No longer are we really interested in seeing a uh, a Lois Lane, for example, who's pining after Superman while Clark Kent is right there. We want to see these rounded characters. And also it's a little insulting when this person who's supposed to be so close and connected to the, the primary character has no earthly idea about what's going on. I actually thought about that as I was rewatching the first part of this episode and seeing Iris deal with... Ronnie and Caitlin and her dad and Barry and thinking, man, she really is the only person of kind of our, our, you know, top tier characters here who doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. And speaking of secret identities and stuff, how many people did Barry reveal his identity to this episode? You know, I saw that on Twitter. I didn't really understand that. Who did he? I didn't see that he revealed his identity to anybody. Okay. Well, so uh, first off, he revealed it to Ronnie. Well, Ronnie yeah, but Dr. Stein didn't know Dr. Stein's wife. Yeah. Well, OK, I'll give you Clarissa, considering that now she knows how to explain it all. <laughs> Thank you for that. But he's reference zing. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what percentage of our audience actually got that. joke. <laughs> That's a good, good point. No, no, no. But I mean, all right. So Stein and Ronnie, I kind of consider them as part of this whole superhero fraternity. Right. If somebody shows up and they've got powers and they're not trying to kill you, they're kind of in the club. Yeah, I, I suppose like th- that makes sense. I mean, you know, they're going to protect his identity just like I'm sure, you know, Barry would protect their identity and, and that kind of thing. Like I can understand that. But the fact of the matter is people are looking for Firestorm. And so where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go after his loved ones. Right. right? You know, they're going to go after uh, Dr. Stein's wife. They're going to go after Caitlin. And both of those people now know who the Flash is. Right. But here's the deal. They're not. In fact, Eiling up until this point. I mean, he's known who Barry is this entire time and hasn't done anything to, you know, position him in a place. He, he makes that one comment after he gets him with the uh, porcupine grenade and basically says, you know, I was here for Firestorm, but getting you, that's just a bonus. It's like, well, theoretically, couldn't you get him at any time? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe he doesn't. I mean, he knows who he is. I mean, I guess conceivably he could. Maybe he doesn't want him. Maybe well, he's and that more might interested be, in the more powerful weapons, right? It might be part of it, right? At this point, Barry has, uh, by the time he learned who Barry is, Barry's kind of proven himself to be a bit of an asset to have in the wild. And so maybe that's why he he might be on their radar, but maybe a lower priority. And not only that, I think it could have something to do with the fact that Stein's research on the Firestorm Matrix is reproducible. Oh, that's a good point. Whereas, Whereas Barry getting Barry's- struck by lightning. Right, right. So it's I, 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 granted, you know, in the comics, it has been reproduced Barry's accident. Eh. But I think the Firestorm research is more valuable to Stein because it's more easily to re- or more easily reproducible. It's the the superhero arms race, man. I mean, then he started talking about that too. the the persons. Of, well, he didn't say persons of mass destruction, but I mean, that's kind of the idea that they're tinkering with here. Yeah, you know, they want super soldiers, not just not just soldiers that can run fast, like shooting energy blasts, flying, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They want the whole package. Yeah. Well, I mean, they want missiles that are sentient. Yes. Because theoretically, I mean, that's exactly what he is. He creates that huge nuclear explosion. But, Bell, he didn't actually have, he didn't put off any radiation. Uh, Yeah. So it wasn't a nuclear explosion. Well, but cloud. Well, yeah. Any explosive makes a mushroom cloud. It's, it's. A, Wait, is that right? 
Yeah, I mean, any sufficiently large enough explosion is going to make a mushroom cloud. Okay, I did not realize that. There are things called BLEVES, B-L-E-V-E, I think. It's an acronym, and I don't remember what it stands for, but it's basically like when you have a pressurized container that explodes, it's full of flammable stuff. Like, if a gas truck catches on fire. Okay. There's a a limited amount of time before the pressure inside the gas tank makes the structure of the gas tank fail, and then it explodes. Like, there's a huge explosion. And it creates Uh, a mushroom cloud. Yeah, and it, it, it will create a mushroom cloud just because, like you know, the air pressure and all that kind of stuff. It just it makes the it makes the cloud. Fair yeah, enough. So, yeah. Fair enough. Well, one way or the other, um, the agents of Firestorm have been separated. They uh, and they learn how to come together as well. I, I felt like they kind of dealt with all of that fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, I I was thinking about that too. So they spent this year not accepting the, the fate of what's going on. And so it was really, really confusing and really irritating for both of them. Wait, you're talking about Stein of, and uh, Stein and Ronnie. Yes. Yeah, Stein and Ronnie agents of firestorm. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's kind of a thing when they realize that, that, that now they're intrinsically linked because of this firestorm matrix, that it's a lot easier for them to accept that fact. And then it's, it's probably something that, that just, you know, comes naturally just due to the firestorm matrix I'm guessing that's why it was kind of just glossed over. It's like, oh, yeah, we can just merge. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah. it's kind of what our bodies want to do, right? Because we're, we're, we're linked like, together. Wait, like our bodies? Like, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I'm thinking more like with, with us, it'd be more like the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. Oh, yeah, dude. All right, so this is the thing. I wanted them to have some kind of signal or Dragon Ball fusion dance. Or really, I was thinking about the, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Community, but the Troy and Abed you know, high five. Troy and Abed in the morning. Nights. Yeah, no, no. Have you ever seen the uh, their? Well, I mean, obviously you have, but they, oh, the the like chest. Yeah, high the, five thing. Yeah, the double chest, double high five. I wanted that to be like the firestorm merge. See, I, I, I was thinking like more of a of a predator type thing, where like you know, they like <laughs> Dylan and Dutch, uh, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. They like slap hands and they kind of like you know arm wrestle in midair for a little bit. And then they would bring it in and do the, you know, wrap around like, you know, half hug kind of thing. Yeah. And then explosion firestorm. We got to think it's a little awkward. Like, all right. So if you and me uh, were just uh, the firestorm guy, right? Like, let's say that uh, do you want me to be inside of you or do you want to be inside of me? Yeah, there's got to be a better way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a problem with firestorm, man. Yeah, I think I don't know because I'm taller than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. All right, all right. So we merge, and it's my mind in your body. Then we go out and fight people or live under a bridge because blah. But actually, if I've got control of you and we can fly, uh, sure, we'll live under a bridge. Then we get <laughs> separated. Then it's like we have to like deal with trying to get back together. We need to merge again. Yeah. Like, what would we do? Like, I mean, honestly, they, they just kind of went in for kind of like a, like a half-hearted handshake. That was kind of their move. Oh no, we 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 would have something awesome. It'd be like a mixture between like the Team Rocket intro thing from Pokemon. Oh and yeah, the Dragon oh, yeah. Ball Z Fusion Dance. I like that. That's exactly what we do. All right, sounds good. I'm, I'm glad we've got this planned out. I would have actually liked to see a scene where it's like Ronnie and Stein, and they're just kind of like, "Hey, um, hey, if we gotta if we gotta do this again." Like it's gonna be awkward if we don't like do the same thing. So it's like, we gotta make it cool. Yeah, like like what are, what are we gonna do? Because I mean they're gonna be watching. People people are gonna be watching. Yeah. So yeah. 
What do you want to do? Like I, I, that's the scene I wish that they put in there. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So Eiling is after Firestorm. He wants the whole uh, metahuman, uh, you know, superpowered, superhuman arms race that he sees going on. He utters a phrase that is uttered way too much in comic book movies and television. In fact, it drives me crazy. He says, "Gentlemen, we're at war." And I get so frustrated in these army plot lines where they always have to be at war because they just got in one little skirmish. Well, I think that's who's he at war of, against? Who is he at war against? Well, he's at war against metahumans. He didn't say that. Well, that that's what that's what he's insinuating. I don't know. I just I that irritates me. It it seems like that's just kind of a, a catch all for I'm a general and I'm going to fight somebody, so I'm going to war. Well, it's like the war on terror, right? It's a nebulous concept. I know, but aren't we sick of nebulous 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 concepts at this point? Yeah, but that's a completely different podcast. But <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in this situation, I think it works because I think it's I think it's maybe an analogy to the war on terror kind of thing, and so it's like, all right, well, this is where we're at now. We have to deal with these super powered individuals, and I'm in the military, and so that's where my mind goes. Is yeah. we're going to have. You know, instead of a war on terror or a war on drugs, it's a war on metahumans. But this one's a secret war, uh, not to be confused with Marvel's secret war. Right? They, could, they couldn't do that. Instead, they're having an age of firestorm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an overused trope, sure, but, you know, it's okay in this situation. No, it's fine. And I like Eiling. I really do. I think, um, uh, well, well, I liked Eiling, I should say. Well, we don't know exactly what happened. Oh, we know exactly what happened. He got on his knees and he called out to not God. Grod. Dude, excellent work on the uh, the voiceover. We, we both did voices at the same time. That was pretty cool. Who was the voiceover for Grod? That's that's what I want to know. Me? No, no. Come on. All right, so IMDB this. Um, what if I told you that they got in touch with me and I wasn't allowed to say it until it aired tonight? You, you would have told me, though, right? No, I wouldn't have. Dude. If they told me not to, I wouldn't have. Dude. It, it, it's part of my contract. I'm sorry. Dude. It's not true. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so awesome if it was, though. Make it happen, Internet. <laughs> we don't we we don't know how to mobilize the Internet to make it happen. That's not within our skill set. <laughs> That's why I just like saying things on the Internet, because eventually something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see. This was the episode was called Fallout. I, I really want to know this. So we got a Simon Burnt. Simon Burnt. It's as uncredited Simon Burnt. He was a stunt double. He's a stunt double on Arrow. Nepotism. What? It's nepotism. They're just giving the, the voiceover job to just other people on, on, the, on the, the cast and crew. He's a stunt double, man. Give, give the man some props. I, I give him props, but I want his job. <laughs> <laughs> We're not... All I want to do is read lines for a giant talking gorilla. <laughs> Let's see. There is a Simon Burnt on Twitter who is a three-time British Olympian. Stunt doubles are usually athletic. Yeah, but I don't see that he's got like a link. Who is this guy? B can figure it out. B's got the connections. B, find us Gorilla Grodd. We know you can. Um, all right, getting back to it. Where were find we? him and destroy him. I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Burn- Burnett. Burnett. That's how you say his name. All right, all right. Seriously, though, we need to, need to get on with Texas, it. in Texas, burn it. <laughs> right, I'm right. serious. People pronounce things weird over here. They took that Gorilla Grodd out that back there and they burn it. Yep. Yep, yep. that's what they did right there. I tell you what, you yep. dang old gorillas, man, you get up in your sewers, man, dang old eating brains. So did he eat his brains? 
Okay, so I, I I heard some interesting stuff about this. I was reading some things today, and because uh, General Eiling is not dead in the comics, he. Becomes, oh yeah, I mean that's that's true, but neither is Plastique. Well, yeah, and it, it, Plastique may or may not be dead, but General Eiling in the comics turns into someone else. He turns into the Shaggy Man. No, no, no. He takes over the body of the Shaggy Man and then shaves himself off and come and calls himself the General, and he looks like a kind of a, like a Hulk. So here's. What I'm thinking. All right. So Eiling experimented on Grodd, correct? Yes. Well, Eiling had Wells experiment on Grodd, but sure. Yeah. So what if Grodd experiments on Eiling and Grodd turns him into Shaggy Man? Grodd. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Because I don't. Or think not, not, I mean, technically, again, not Shaggy Man. He in in the comics, the body of Shaggy Man is used for the general or for Eiling to become a character known as the General. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so Grodd's going to do something to him and turn him into that kind of mutant hulking metahuman thing. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, as kind of like payback because he he operated on him. Yes. Oh, I like that idea. Yes. Oh, that's good. Was that yours? You said you got that on. Uh, where'd you get that? Um, that was on IO9. Uh, I read their, their episode recaps for a lot of stuff. And that was something it was either mentioned. I think it was mentioned at the end of the article. Uh, they're talking about Shaggy man. Um, cause I was unfamiliar with Shaggy man until I read that. But I think, I think that sounds like a really, really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. I, I love that concept. That'd be really cool. Plus, you know, we got the, the big moment, the, uh, the, you know, curious garage and the man in the yellow suit. Uh, always love to see those two team up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to see them, you know, hanging out in the sewers like yeah. you do. Yeah, like you do. And I mean, gosh, man, that's the big reveal, right? Harrison Wells finally pulls off his mask. First thing I tweeted was, and there are still some of you who are going to say he is not the reverse Flash. <laughs> and it's true. As soon as I tweeted that, I got a lot of people who said, no, 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 I'm on your side now. But I got a lot of people who said, still don't buy it. I knew it, man. Still people they're, don't buy that. They're, they're trolling you. They have to be. I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> that baby has been put to sleep. It's... Harrison Wells is reverse flash. You don't, you don't put babies to sleep, man. What do you do with them? Oh yeah. I guess you do put them to sleep. I thought you meant like, like you put a dog to sleep type deal. No, see, uh, <laughs> Now you got me thinking it's, of dead puppies, just like Cisco from last week. So, so this is, this is what's funny. Uh, cause you know, I, the reason I said put to sleep as opposed to put down is because every time I'm with, you know, family members that have kids or right. friends that have kids, they're right. always like, I'm gonna go put the baby down. I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> You know, put the baby to sleep. Oh, that's and good. No, no, no. That's, that's it, it's good. funny how in the animal world, when you talk about putting something to sleep, it's, you know, euthanasia. But in the person world, it's put them to sleep as in go to sleep. But in the person world, put down. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Let's talk about Wells and kind of what his plans are. Um, you know, earlier when we saw the Island Grodd Wells uh, family reunion the first time, it would, you know, Wells made a comment about how he's got a different future in mind for Grodd. Now here we actually see the the three get back together. He leaves Eiling there in the sewer for Grodd to do whatever it is that Grodd's about to do with him. Um, and not before even doing that, Wells hands over Firestorm to Eiling without any kind of explanation as to why he would do that. Yeah, I when I saw him that he poisoned um, uh, Doctor Stein. 
or it, it, not necessarily poisoned him, but you yeah, know, well, knocked he, him unconscious with with some sort of he drugged chemical. him. Yeah, drugged sure. him. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. When I saw that that uh, Doctor Wells had drugged Doctor Stein, I was really kind of curious as to what his end game was going to be because right. you know Doctor Stein's going to come too, and unless he, you know, put in some sort of memory, like unless he roofied him or something like that. Um, He's not going to, you know, he's going to remember who, you know, oh, I was drinking scotch with Dr. Wells and all of a sudden I blacked out. So, hmm, I wonder who is, you know, responsible right. for me getting captured. Well, and based on, of course, previews, we th- that might lead to something that we, we see in the future. But we'll talk about that in spoilers. Uh, here's the thing, though. I actually thought that the idea was he would give them Stein with the idea that Ronnie would connect and the two would do a big boom right in the middle of this government facility, which, of course, is not what ended up happening. Oh, like blow the facility up kind of thing? Yeah, like, you know, okay, I gave him Stein, now Ronnie will lead us to Stein, and they'll blow it up, and now they're no longer a threat to us. However, when they actually start talking about how they can get Stein back, Wells is very dismissive. He's like, well, you know, there's no chance that, you know, we don't know that they could actually do that. I think we should just kind of leave it alone and go over here and play chess, ping pong, and whatever the third thing was again. Yeah, because I think it's one of those things where... You know, obviously Firestorm was instrumental in the reverse flash being fought off, I guess, earlier. So he doesn't want Firestorm around. So maybe he instigated this whole thing just to, you know, convince Ronnie and Dr. Stein to, to you know, move away, to stay away so they can keep ahead, quote, of the government, you know. And, and, yeah. and in actuality, St- uh, uh, General Stein's dead – or no, uh, uh, General Eiling's either captured by Grodd or dead, so – they don't really have anything to worry about anymore. Yeah, he's no longer in pocket. Plus, uh, Martin and Ronnie end up going off to, what do they say, Boston? Which is a, Pittsburgh. That's what it was. It was Pittsburgh, um, yeah. which is weird. I wish they had actually gone to, uh, to Ivytown, because in the comics, Ivytown is kind of like a, uh, you know, it's a central city metropolis type of town, and the idea is that it's kind of the the college town. It's where all the intellectual heroes go. So if you had kind of Ivy Town established and you had Firestorm or, and specifically Dr. Stein headed that way, you could also set up so that Adam over on Arrow could make his transition away from that show. All these kind of intellectual heroes end up in Ivy Town. And um, who knows, maybe we have a third spinoff. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We call it Ivy Town. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know if you call it Ivy Town. I, I think... No, it, the the show is called "It's About to Go Down in Ivy Town." Oh, I love it! Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, fund it. Uh, but yeah, so th- th- what I liked about that though, they're talking about, hey, we're going to go to Pittsburgh because there's a guy up there who can teach us how to like use our powers. I think that's really neat. So th- there's some potential up there for uh, you know something to happen. Pittsburgh's a cool city, man. I-, I like Pittsburgh a lot. I've never been. Oh, it's it's a beautiful place, and I think it's called like the Bridge City because it's this peninsula that is surrounded by all these mountains on every single angle, and you have all these bridges going through it. My, my brother-in-law and his wife used to live there, and when we would go for Fourth of July, we would they, were, they lived up on the mountains surrounding Pittsburgh, and you could actually see the fireworks coming from the city, and it was just, it's gorgeous, man. Oh, cool. cool. And actually, Pittsburgh is a really, you know, it's, it's got an interesting history because originally it was this crazy polluted, the water was terrible. It was a steel town. It was a steel town, thank you, yeah. And, yeah. and it just was not a clean place. You know, they got really active. They got, you know, they organized. They got the place cleaned up. And it is now one of the most beautiful cities that's out there. So they're going off on their own adventures out to Pittsburgh. Our agents of Firestorm perhaps out of pocket for a while. And I think that's probably good, man, because Barry is just now starting to wrestle with the concept that he was there 
on the night that his mother mother died. Thanks to the revelations of Sis Joe uh, and what they found last episode, Barry can see very clearly that the man in the yellow was, of course, there, but so was another speedster whose blood matches that of his, Bell. Yes. We got in this episode several different explanations for time travel. First, pitching off the, um, oh, what was the first one? Cisco mentioned. Uh, Terminator. Yes. So the idea being that if the, you. you it, it, uh, Terminator deals with causal uh, loops, like causal causality loops, loops where, yeah. you know, you end up causing the event that sets you back in time. Right. So, All right. So he pitches that one. Now, Wells then proposes a. Uh, theory that is much closer to the one that I hold to, which is more lined up with um, with Back to the Future, where by going in time and changing things, you actually create an alternate universe. Now, Back to the Future rules, the idea is that the timeline kind of melds into itself, and so you end up disappearing from the universe that you created because you don't belong there based on you know potential changes that you made in the past. Well, Wells was the one who suggested both of these theories. It was Cisco who was providing analogies for. Oh, I thought Cisco provided the first one. Fair enough. Fair enough. But Wells yeah. is he's so he's pitching all these different theories. Then we get, uh, then we get Barry who has his own theory originally, which is that what happened in this timeline is destined to happen. So he kind of ties himself more to that first one, right? That uh, whatever I do, I am going to eventually go back in time and fail. I'm destined to lose. So he has the Terminator mentality where right. he goes back in time, sets off a chain of events, which causes him to go back in time and set off a chain of events. So that's right. your causal loop, right? Right. So, But that's the first thing he subscribes to. Then he changes it up and says, no, this is a playbook right here. I Now that I know what I did wrong, if I study this and figure it out, I know what I need to do next time to get it right. And so with that in mind, man, that leads us to our brand new segment. Speedster Speculation. Here's the deal. I was operating under the theory, and I and I, I don't feel as strongly about this as I did the Harrison Wells' the Eobarthon, but I was holding to the theory that we had essentially two timelines at work, so that Harrison Wells is from the original timeline, and we live in a secondary timeline based on the events of the pilot. Now I'm switching that up, and I realize that there are actually three timelines. Ooh. That's right. So think about this. There's the original timeline that Harrison Wells is from. He then goes back in time and creates the universe where Barry Allen is then created. That Barry Allen learns how to travel back in time to be able to save his mom. So he goes back in time and fails, causing a third timeline in which our Barry Allen realizes that that Barry Allen went back in time and failed. And he intends to go back and do it again, either successfully bringing us back to the original timeline where he was never the Flash. And I would argue is probably the Flashpoint universe or at least, you know, the this incarnation thereof, or creates a fourth timeline altogether, which would in turn be the Flashpoint universe. Bell, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. So I think... I, yeah, I can't tell. It's really, really hard because there's evidence for both a causal loop like Terminator and alternate timeline like Back to the Future. They're set up it, for it, but I'm not... No, no, no. This is the thing. I'm not saying that there's three. I don't think there's three. You don't, I don't think, you don't think there's three timelines. I think at most there's two. No, but there can't be. If this, all right, so, all right, first let's establish some ground rules. I'm going based closer to the back to the future, but what I'm arguing is that time doesn't fix itself. When you create a new universe, the old universe, like, that's that's it. You now, you now exist in the universe that you created. Hence, why Harrison Wells is able to exist in a new universe that he created that could eventually impact his birth in the future and thus him going back in time to begin with. 
So, yeah, are you following me with that one? Okay, so you're saying that Harrison Ford, when he went back in time, create uh, created a new universe, not timeline, and the universe that he came from was destroyed. Yes. So he cannot return to his future timeline unless he well, unless he goes back and stops himself from creating that universe, in which case it puts things back on that original path. But that universe already exists. We know it exists because Gideon tells us it exists. No, we know newspapers from it. No, no, no. We know that Gideon somehow has the ability to read how the future is adapting to events in the present. That doesn't oh, necessarily see, mean that, you know, that, that doesn't mean that Gideon's in the future. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's the definitive future. In fact, I would, I would argue that Gideon is the very reason why Harrison Wells has been able to successfully do what he's been able to do, which is he, in his original timeline, wanted to create a Barry Allen. He wanted to create the Flash. The Flash didn't exist. This is my, my theory anyway. The Flash didn't exist in the original timeline. Thus, he goes back in time to create one. He's Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I don't think that's what happened. I think the Flash existed in his timeline, and I, I'm going for a more like comic book Eobardon kind of thing, where he got obsessed with the Flash, and maybe he 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 felt that in order to really get to know the Flash and really experience the Flash, he could go back in time and help create the Flash, basically. So what? Uh, so, so all right. So the, so the idea is that. In the original timeline, the original Harrison Wells actually did all of the things that he is actively doing. Uh, the Harrison Wells that he killed in this timeline. Oh, the Harrison Wells that he killed in the timeline? Yeah. Well, in this timeline, based on your theory. Yeah. So that Harrison Wells would have made the particle accelerator. Right. The flash would have accidentally happened, you know, like it did. And... uh you know, I don't know. Gosh, it's it, the, the the more I talk about it, the more confused my brain gets about these whole timeline things. This is why I think my three timelines makes a lot of sense if they go based on the, you know, pseudo back to the future rules where the time doesn't actually erase you. But I don't I don't think I don't think it's like a it's like a I don't think Wells wanted just to create a flash, like create a really fast. Yes, person. he did. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what he did. He, he, he what do you tell him? He said that the flash was he said that the flash is his greatest creation. He has gone out of his way to tell people who he's going to be and what he's going to do. Sorry, um, let, let me rephrase that. I don't, I don't mean to say that he didn't want to create the flash. Right. He wa- exactly. He wanted to create the flash. So the flash had to have existed for him to know what the flash was in order to create it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Oh, well, Perhaps, but perhaps the flash of his universe was Jay Garrick and he wanted to make a better one. So he's Earth 2? Well, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's the, origi- it's the original timeline. Like, we, we can call it Earth 2, we could call it Flashpoint, but, but for the sake of this show, it truly is the original timeline that Harrison Wells is from. That, that is at least one thing that we've got to be able to agree on, right? Okay, hold on. <laughs> to... to- to alleviate some brain twisting here, can we refer to the show timeline Harrison Wells as Eobard Thawne and the original Harrison Wells that was replaced by Eobard Thawne as Harrison Wells? All right, all right. Let's for for the sake of this conversation, let's do that. Now that might irritate some people who think that he's Hunter Zolomon. Look, that's all semantics. At this point, we know that Harrison Wells is a uh, or is the Reverse Flash, and he is from the future. So if they well, decide, let's just call him Reverse Flash. How about that? Sounds good. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is, is that Reverse Flash wanted to create the Flash. So he went back in time, killed H.G. Wells, took over for him, and created 
the Flash because he's he's from the future, so obviously, you know, the 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 particle accelerator, you know, stuff has ancient history to him. So he, you know, it's just like we know all sorts of stuff about computers. Uh, if we were to go back in time, we would amaze people with our knowledge. Sure, S- similar kind of thing. So he goes. So so Reverse Flash goes back in time, kills Harrison Wells, yep. takes over for him, creates the Flash, yep. and then. The events of that universe would be very similar to this one. I mean, if not verbatim the same. Okay. Up until the point where Barry looks back and sees that he was also there, which means that in that second timeline that you just described, where Harris or where the reverse flash goes back and replaces Harrison Wells, in that timeline, Barry figured out a way to go back in time. He then goes back in time to try and save his mother and he fails. But in so doing, creates a third timeline, which we, which is the this show, where Barry Allen, in this moment, and gets the opportunity to look back in time, sees what happens to his mom, sees that he was there, and now wants to learn from his earlier mistakes in this earlier timeline. Not his earlier mistakes, but that that other timeline's mistakes, so that he can go back in time and do it right. Which is going to create the timeline. It'll do one of two things. Doesn't exist. It'll do one of two things. What H.G. Wells is worried about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll do one of two things. That's one of them. Where uh, exactly it goes back to the original timeline. It's probably this terrible, terrible place, and the reverse flash of that world will be like, "See, this is why I had to do what I had to do, you know, to to be able to create you." Or he'll end up creating a fourth timeline that has you know crazy. The sky is purple, and you know. Uh, Robert Queen is the arrow and, and it gets into more flashpoint out there type of stuff. Well, we can't forget about the whole crisis thing, right? Well, the crisis, I think, is probably whatever it is in the future that Harrison well or the, the reverse flash wanted to create a flash to prevent. Ah, okay. So this crisis is going to happen. Harrison Wells go, or uh, Reverse Flash goes. This is going to be bad. I need to go back in time and create a superhero to defeat this crisis. And so he goes back in time, takes over from H.G. Wells. But who kills his, who, who kills Barry's mom, though? Or well, when is Barry's mom killed? Kyle in the chat is proposing that future Barry accidentally kills his mom in the midst of the fight. I would argue if that's the case, then he could just go back in time again and, and stop it. I hope they don't go with that, because if that's the case, then it leaves a huge plot hole of uh, him being able to go back and stop it again. If they set it up so that him going back in time leads to a worse universe, uh, then that makes more sense to me. It's it's I'm I'm curious to see what they end up doing one way or the other. It'll it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. We did get some clarification and uh, maybe this is a little bit into spoilers, but it does look like we're going to get some um, clarification on how Harrison or H.G. Wells or, or the reverse flash or whatever you want to call him, uh, how he's been able to do what he's going to be able to do. I just hope we also get a definitive Eobard Thawne name for him so that we can start calling him that. Yeah. And plus, that's going to link back in with Eddie, and then that's going to probably introduce some really weird stuff with Eddie, where it's like, Eobard, yeah, that's who I really am. Wait. And Eddie, guess what? You're my great, 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 and, you know, uh, uh, ancestor thing. Is Eddie still on this show? He has not been. He had, like, 15 seconds uh, episode before last, and I didn't even see him at all this That's this about it. I'm telling him and Captain Singh, man, they're just sitting out in the back of that burger place just saying, all right, we need another round. <laughs> we're not we're not up again let's let's uh let's get another round of burgers <laughs> but uh one way or the other good stuff all right so any other uh any other crazy wild theories you want to throw out there before we uh we jump onto the news uh yeah I, I i need to work out some stuff i need i need a whiteboard and i need some time and maybe i can 
come up with something. You know, given the success of our Who is Harrison Wells video on YouTube, I thought about doing one based off of the timeline theories, um, but I, I just don't have the time to be able to pour into it. But maybe if I went back in time, I could create the time. Hey, there you go. We didn't so, mention, we, we forgot to mention the hot tub time machine theory. Oh, yeah, the hot tub time machine theory. He doesn't need a cosmic treadmill, guys. He needs a, co- he needs a cosmic hot tub time machine. Basically, he's running in the time machine, the hot tub, like really, really quickly, and it makes the vortex of water that you see in the trailers, and that's what sends him back in time. Speaking of vortex of waters. Newsflash. This just in, there's a storm on the horizon in the coming episodes. It looks like our boy Chad Rook has been teasing the heck out of the internet, talking about all the wonderful things to expect in the upcoming episode. We've seen briefly in the previews that there does appear to be somebody controlling the weather. We also know that there is a second weather wizard on the horizon. My guess is we're going to have two. You think so? You think the Martin brothers are going to be there? Hashtag Martin lives, man. That's what I'm saying. I hope so. I really do. I really, really hope so. Uh, I I don't think, I I think if Chad is going to come back, they're going to maybe do flashbacks or something. I don't know. I, I hope to see both the Martin brothers in action. I think that'd be awesome. Drive me crazy, dude. Like he's got, like, I, I keep on asking about this. They must have him like seriously NDA'd because he will tease it like crazy, but he will not confirm anything. Yeah. But you know, that's, you know, you got to protect yourself, right? I mean, you don't want to leak something and then have the CW go, Oh, Hey, by the way, you're never working for us again. Yeah. So CW execs, he's doing his job. He's a good man. Don't kill him. Absolutely. Don't yeah. kill him. <laughs> But you can tell me because my lips are sealed. Yeah, yeah, apparently. You didn't even tell me that you were the voice of Gorilla Grodd. Well, you know. Simon Burnett. By the way, Simon, if you're listening to the show, come on the show, buddy. You know you are. I mean, I would not be surprised if Mr. Burnett was listening to the show. I would like to have you on. No no bad blood. You you come on the show. We'll we'll talk about... um, We'll I may be sobbing you. through the whole thing, but... Well, it, Bell might not be on. It might be awkward for you guys to be in the same place. Because <laughs> we're the same person, like Time Cop style. Mm-hmm. If we touch each other, we'll turn into a pink glob of... More more time travel. See, Time Cop? See, I'm I did... I, when I posted it out on Facebook asking the question of what do you want to see from the, uh, uh, the, the uh, time travel rules, um, somebody said if, if they go Time Cop, then I'm out. <laughs> Which I thought yeah, was hilarious. It's, it's like H.G. Wells, you know, touches... The previous HG well, or I don't know, maybe, maybe, well, he doesn't exist really in that time frame, so he'd be fine. But Barry goes back, touches Kid Barry, and they turn into pink goo, and then, you know, credits roll thin. I think I found him on Twitter, by the way. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to like bombard him with tweets. Not bombard him. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like that. Just make a bot and be like, hey, come on the <laughs> <my> show. <laughs> Bell for Grodbot? That'd be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, he hasn't tweeted since like December, though. I, I have a high, I doubt he's going to respond. I don't know. What the, what the heck? We might, we might, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Somebody who's connected to the show. Let, we, we'd love to have Burnett Simon on, Simon Burnett. Um, all right. No, man, good stuff. There is uh, this Funko thing. Are you, are you familiar with the whole Funko thing? Uh, the, the collectibles, they look like bobbleheads. Are they bobbleheads? No, they're not bobbleheads. They're, uh, what do they call them? They're, I mean, they're figurines or statues or... They're Funko. Funko Pop vinyl statues. Pop vinyls. Pop vinyls. There, there we go. go. Yeah. These things are awesome, man. I remember when the Groot one came out for Guardians of the Galaxy. I've, I've had my eye on that one for a while. But uh, now I'm not going to get it because I'm going to get myself a full set here of the upcoming Flash figures. You got uh, Flash with mask, without mask. You've got the reverse Flash, which looks awesome. And you've got freaking Whitworth Miller's Captain Cold. When I saw that Ooh. one, I was like, yes, top of the list right there. That's nice. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. We've actually we've got the... Um, uh, we'll be sure to, to post out information once those become available. They're not quite yet, 
Uh, but rumor has it they'll be available this coming May. Sweet. All right. Well, the other bit of news, of course, is that we've got a little bit of a break, or at least we've got a break from The Flash. You know from us, we're going to bring be bringing you some Arrow TV talk in the next coming uh, weeks. Next week, at the normal time that we will release an episode of Flash TV Talk, we'll be releasing an episode of Arrow TV Talk. So if you're not following us, our, our new podcast, it's available on iTunes and from several different podcast players. Uh, it's not available from Stitcher, and that's because I've got my own issues with Stitcher. Uh, but it is definitely available through uh, most of the podcast catchers out there. So Arrow TV Talk, find it, download it, uh, enjoy that. I think we'll be looking at episode three. Yes. Yeah. So that'll be. I'm fun. excited, man. I, I you know, <laughs> right after Arrow TV Talk finished, I wanted to watch the rest of Arrow, and I couldn't because we're doing Arrow TV Talk, and so. It's, it's like a bittersweet kind of thing where I love The Flash and I love watching The Flash. But when I saw they're having a break, I was like, ooh, ooh, there's a break. That means more Arrow. Yay. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good stuff. We're, we're going to have some fun with it. Of course, if you want some more Flash news while we're on break, uh, be sure to be following our friends, Flash CW fans on Twitter and also her blog, flashfans.org. Great blog for all that kind of wonderful information. There is a good, well, how do I put this? Uh, it's incredibly likely that there actually will be an additional episode that happens between now and when The Flash comes back uh, featuring a special guest. And I don't like saying that's a for sure thing done until the uh, the audio's in the can, but um, it should be coming at you very, very soon. So be looking at that. Uh, hopefully we'll have two, but, but um, I think definitely one for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, that is the news for this week. Let's go ahead and jump into some listener feedback. Your thoughts? Your comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. So some great listener feedback this week that I'm yes. scrolling down to. And actually a, a great theory. Why don't you go ahead and read us what Dan sent in to us? All right. This theory is by Dan Walsh. And they write, I have had, wait, no, I had this idea a couple days ago. What if the blood wasn't berries, but instead Bart's? What if Bart had been trying to... Oh, yeah, that's that's actually really interesting. Uh, what if Bart had been trying to travel back to meet Barry and warn him about Wells, but meets him on the night instead, realizing when, where he was. Uh, wait, hold on. Realizing when slash where he was, he tried to stop it, but couldn't got stuck in a different time trying to catch Wells afterwards, but gets caught in another time and has been traveling through a whole bunch of different times to try to get back to the present. Interesting. Yeah. Now, all right. So a couple things with this. One, we haven't really talked. We didn't, we've kind of forgot to talk about the fact that Stein proposed a theory that time is almost like this highway, that yeah. as long as you know how to access the highway, you can go anywhere on it. Yeah. Um, so the idea that Bart would kind of pop in and then pop out and then pop in and pop out, he could just be on this highway, also known as the speed force. Um, like this idea I think that it's probably a little bit higher concept, which is kind of funny because they they deal with so many high concepts in the show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I do I do kind of dig this. What if Bart and I, I would tweak it a little bit to say, what if Bart failed uh, and actually ended up in the exact same timeline, and he is simultaneously living out this uh, his life as Eobard Thawne is? Wait, so Bart is Eobard Thawne? Well, if, if you go based on that, then you're looking at two different timelines as opposed to the three because it's not Barry who's there, it's Bart. So we exist in that timeline created by Bart coming back in time in order to... Save Nora. Yeah. Huh. I don't think they're going to go that route. I, I really like this theory, though. Like, I, I think it's a cool theory. I actually would love to see that plan, plan out, but I just I think it's probably a little bit too high concept. He grew up so fast. <laughs> they grow up so fast no but like literally he grew up like overnight yeah yeah his origins are just really weird 
Obart. Actually, I mean, I, one way or the other, I'd love for him to be introduced on the show, but I, I just I don't think that's it. I, I do think it's going to be the Barry because I think that that's the that's the through line, right? It's all about Barry trying to save his mom, and so to to take that and even though it'd be cool to introduce Bart in such a way, you'd be kind of robbing, I think, the audience from what we've been led to believe, which is, you know, Barry having this big moment. Yeah, you know, I, the more I think about this, I, I'm kind of curious. So when Barry goes back in time, is there going to be other timeline Barry with reverse flash and then the TV show timeline Barry, like all three of them, there kind of hanging out and then like they're all three going to stop and be like, wait, what are you doing? Here? You're right, right. It's like I was going to ask you the same question. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of interesting. I mean, I think at some point, if the idea is that time is a highway, He's going to run it all night long. <laughs> Time is a highway. I want to run it all night long. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if that's the concept, though, then theoretically he will be running in that timeline, If especially if you go with kind of the Flashpoint style. He'll be running trying to catch the reverse Flash and will have to reset the timeline back to his timeline, which if you follow my theory is the third timeline, by stopping himself from stopping the reverse Flash. So you want to know my prediction for what's going to happen? Go for it. So I, I want this to happen so bad. So season finale, Barry goes back in time, stops reverse flash, tries to go back into the future. And then when he does, like everything's different. And he's like, what's going on? And then like in credits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I want to see. It's I'm, like totally flashpoint. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, because that, that's the thing. The other thing is when we pitched out what time travel rules do you want to see, a lot of people said they wanted to see flashpoint. And while I get that it's a nod and, and there are elements of flashpoint that we want to see, the rules of flashpoint, that's not what you want. Because if they do that, then that means that season four of Arrow has to be completely different because an entire universe has been recreated in the butterfly effect based on what uh, what Barry did. Even if he goes back in time and stops himself, once he returns back to the present in the Flashpoint concept, he creates the new 52, which means that all of a sudden Arrow is going to be terrible. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I'm you kidding. New 52 no, hate, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. New 52 is new 52. Or if you're Bo, the Boo 52. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the new Fifty Two debate might be kind of fun. We we should um, I we we should gather opinions on pro new Fifty Two and uh, anti new Fifty Two and go based on that. This is what we need to do. We need to get some new Fifty Two. And I'm still not convinced. I, I still have no earthly idea what's happening with that. From what I've heard, it's it's ending. Some people say it's not ending. I, I have no earthly idea. Well, we, we need to get some some trade paperbacks of uh, new Fifty Two titles. You know, Wonder Woman. Batman, Superman, Flash, something. Just just get get like, you know, the best collected arcs, read them and then compare them to some of the best collected arcs from pre-New 52 and actually just sit down and have discourse about it. I tell you what, let's do this. 10 years from now when the Flash is is, uh, is done, they've had their final season. We'll do that. That'll be our season 11. We'll I'm go back to that. <laughs> At that point, it'll be the New 53. It's going to be like, oh, you remember 10 years ago when I said we should do this? Let's do it. That'll be us, man. It'll be good. I sound like that in 10 years. Kill me. The new will we'll be, uh, yeah. We'll go back in time. Here's what we'll do. We'll go back in time, like we did that one time, a couple episodes back, yeah, that's and right. uh, and talk to ourselves and be like, guys, we read the new 52, and it's awesome. Why why were you hating on it? And you'll be like, I was never hating on it. That was Bo. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. I was kind of hating on it, but 
whatever. I never meant like the Flash specifically. I just meant in general it reset the universe and they created weird rules because Batman continuity still existed and so we had three Robins in five years and it didn't make sense to me. And then future me will be like, oh, well, you know, I hadn't thought about that in a while because I've been reading these comics. But yeah, that is kind of a, it's kind of a over, oversight of theirs. Yeah, I know, right? So New 52, I know, a little weird of a move there. More like Boo 52. On iTunes, we got a review in. <laughs> On iTunes, we got a review in from uh, Cisco PG. We know Cisco. We love Cisco. He says, great podcast for you geek nerds. This is the number one podcast for the Flash fans for a reason. They know the subject matter. Now that the Flash TV show has started, the reviews are great. They exploit all angles of the show, all theories, and even make you aware of all things you missed and what they meant. Previously, the podcast concentrated on the history of the Flash, but now they are actu- now they are actually on the CW show, um, and they have found their stride. Love the show, and everyone should check them out. Cisco, you know we love you, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for that yeah, shout out there. Thanks, Cisco. Well, like I said, man, we're two away from giving away a free comic. So if you have yet to review us on iTunes. Now is the time to do so. Uh, just head over there, write us a review. Of course, you can keep up with us by following us on Twitter during the break at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. Head over to Facebook to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. You guys should uh, should check out panel to screen because last week we actually talked to Kevin Feige on the show, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and that was really fun. This week, there's also some Deadpool casting news, which is fun. And we might talk about Star Wars. We very well might. And to be clear, you talked to Kevin Feige. I wanted to talk to Kevin Feige, but you talked to him. Well, I mean, dude, like, you know, when you're a big shot like I am and you have big shot friends, you don't necessarily want your, like, you know, peon friends to just, you know, talk to them on the phone because it's kind of rude. I don't know. It seemed like a very one-sided. Wait, is this because of that one time that I screwed over that mutual friend because we wanted to go hang out with the Power Rangers? Uh, <laughs> it's very similar to that situation, Bell, from real life. Uh, that was awesome, though. Shout they were so much fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Look, that's uh, check out panel to screen. You'll you'll see what we're talking about there. Uh, not the Power Rangers thing, but the Kevin Feige thing. Of course, we want to give a major shout out to Wu Kim, who is over at DC TV Talk and writing Arrow reviews. The Wu View is now an official thing at DC TV Talk, so check that out. Also, a big ups to Charlie Bach, who is now pronounced. Uh, who is now giving us our new outro music does a wonderful job of course mike schmidt has been uh, hooking us up before but we were moving into uh you know with kind of the the second half of the season we wanted to freshen things up and uh charlie's got a rocking speed force sound that you are not going to want to miss so stay tuned for a little bit of that and of course stay tuned for rumors but if you don't want to stay tuned for rumors don't worry we'll be back in a flash man next episode obviously we've got a couple of weeks away but in that preview alone big reveals dude yeah so he he was using after images so it was totally him in the chair and him in the the energy field at the same time let it be known 
I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about that. You were right, and not only you, man. We've I remember during our call-in show, we had a couple listeners say that that that's what they thought happened. That he was running so fast that he was going back and forth, and I, I dismissed it, saying there was a force build field, but clearly that has got to be what happened. Yeah, because it looks like you know the uh, the little you know he, he, the 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 body blur that he's doing to hide his identity right. is serving two purposes. So a, it's hiding his identity, and b. It's making them think that he's doing that to hide his identity when in actuality what he's doing is he's moving so fast. I think it's just – I'm sure he can do it you know, because obviously he does it versus Barry when, he, when he's fighting Barry. But right. you know, he also is moving so fast in between him sitting in the chair and him going uh, behind the force field thing that that's just a uh, side effect of that. Well, and if you look at it too, when, when the two uh, – I mean even though it's not technically split, but for all intents and purposes when visually the two split – uh, one of the Harrison Wells that you see is more blurred and the other one is standing still. Yeah, because the blur is the after image, I'm assuming. Yeah, man, you were so right. You were so right. I know. I always am. Not, not That's not true. That's but not anyway. true in the slightest, but you were right on this one, man. And I, yeah. and, you know, let it be known because, I mean, you know, sometimes I get some flack on the on the Twitters and Facebook for gloating sometimes. But I, I will admit what I'm wrong and I was wrong on this one. So, you know what else is neat? Uh, I, I noticed this last night when uh, Wells reveals himself to Eiling in Grodd's underground subterranean layer. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool flame work on his suit. Yeah, so so if you look at it, it's not uh, – uh, they're just lines. There's not like any any sort of highlighting or anything. It's just – but you see like little flamey kind of lines on his chest. All right, hang on. I mean, it, it, so you're saying that it's not verbatim the, the Barry suit. No, it's not. No, it, it, well, I mean, it's completely different from the get-go. I mean, you can tell that just by looking at it. Well, I mean, different color scheme and, and the... Well, no, because it has different shoulder panels. It has a different chest piece. It's also got oh, the, 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 the you know, totally sweet, uh, you know, it's got the totally sweet flames, you know, on the on the suit. Because, you know, it's... Uh, I just hope that we don't lose Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, no, we can't lose Tom Cavanaugh. I mean, I, I know that the idea is, you know, he's he is Barry's greatest nemesis here, right? So theoretically, we're not going to lose him. I just love his interaction with the, you know, the team as a whole. And so if we're not going to have him hanging out in Star Labs anymore, you know, I don't know if he ends up with Wentworth Miller and they kind of bring the rogues full, you know, full force or what. But um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, it's... It's super cool having him on the team because, like, you know, it works well. But I think it's also going to be super cool to have him fighting Barry and to him actually be an antagonist as opposed to, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, look, I'm ready for him to go full on evil. I just I, I just I just love the dynamic that he has with everybody. I just hope they secured him for multiple seasons, like with, with a deal, like with some sort of contractual obligation to, you know, show up for at least X number of seasons. Because uh, I, I don't think they're going to I don't I don't think I don't foresee reverse flash being done after season one uh yeah I, I would think not unless they wanted to introduce a second one like a hunter's element i mean one of the things that arrow did with captain vertigo and vertigo is kind of a, an a-list uh, green arrow baddie they made the concept that several people could be that character and i don't want to i don't want to see too many people be the reverse flash i love tom cavanagh's portrayal of the character um, oh yeah so good all right, so he's, I'm, I'm pulling up that scene right now that you mentioned. He's running Eiling into Grodd's chamber. He's doing his blur thing. And he stops the blur close up on his chest and face. You see the little, uh, the little. it looks like kind of like a flame outline. Oh, but yeah, look at that. Yeah. I had not noticed that. That's good, man. I got them good eyes. You, you, you were not wrong, sir. Yeah, that is uh, definitely kind of a flame pattern that is right there on his chest. 
Interesting. You know what? Chris, this reminds me of something. In the chat, he was saying the Flash just destroyed another suit. Maybe the next one has changed. Cisco said he had three suits. Well, so I mean, I'm sure at this point Cisco's got a couple. Yeah, true. But but uh, Plastique destroyed one. Uh, the rocket in, in in this week's episode destroyed another. What happened? Uh, didn't something else happen to the to the third? What happened? To, well, when did the other one? Something happened to it, right? I I can't recall. But but one way or the other, I I just I don't think that we. I, I think at this point we can't go based off of the three suit theory. He's got several. Yeah, that's true. He's got several. But yeah, all right. So uh, so yeah, one way or the other looks uh, looks pretty sweet. Um, glad to finally get a lot of that kind of confirmation of, of how the reverse flash pulled off the tricks that he did. I'm actually kind of surprised that we got that in the teaser. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I guess it's because of the through line, because not only did we get that in the teaser, we got a giant tidal wave that is looking like it's headed towards central city and we got somebody controlling the weather in the background. Now, looking at this character from the brief moment that we get, and given that Chad has been very, very, um, He's all but said very specifically that he's coming back. And at one point, <laughs> no, man, Chad has been indicating pretty heavily that he's coming back. And I think given that the profile of the person that is behind those doors, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that's that's him. And, and and poor Papa Joe. I mean, is that Papa Joe on the floor? Dude, Papa Joe gets um, he he is a human man dealing with like demigod situations and he holds his own. Don't get me wrong. He holds his own. But, um, you know, of all of the characters, this is this is the rough part, man. Of all the characters that are dealing with these big scenarios, we know that they're either going to become superheroes, supervillains, or that they don't exist in the comics. And I'm worried that Papa Joe is going to be meeting an untimely end in the early no, no, well, in the early life of the series. I'm not, I don't think he's going to made it in season one or season two, but I would not be surprised if Papa Joe uh, meets an early demise in season three. I hope not. I love him. He's I mean, he's one of my favorite characters on the show. That'd be like killing Diggle. I think it's actually more like killing uh, Captain um, uh, Captain Lance because it's it's a parental figure. And if you kind of look at the you know the hero's journey and what kind of has to happen in order to you know set the hero on his own path so that he's not just kind of in this constant legacy going to the well of of you know his forefathers. You know they have to die. Like that. That is a that is a. Set. But his mom's already died, though. Well, his mom, but his mom never played an Obi Wan role in his life. The Obi Wan Kenobi character has to die, and to for Barry, he's got three. He's got Wells, who's going to essentially, for all intents and purposes, die in the very near future. He's got his dad, who's probably. I mean, he's probably going to die this season, if not this season, then probably next season would be my guess. Because as the news becomes available that you know he's innocent, I, I have a feeling that he's he's not going to last too long outside of prison. You I don't. Think I don't reverse I don't, Flash is going to off him. I don't know if it's going to be Reverse Flash. Could be. Could be kind of a revenge kill. You know. But, I, I don't. I don't. There's no motive for him to kill him. Could be Shane. Well, I, but here's the thing. It's not necessarily well, motive from the standpoint of Reverse Flash killing him. I just don't think that character is going to be able to get out of prison alive. Or if he is, I don't think. He, I think he's going to be like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just stop talking about characters I like dying. It's part of the hero's <laughs> journey. I mean, it's just it's. I, I mean, I hate to tell you, there is you know the monomyth is a thing. There, like all stories are kind of have this layered connection. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much all the speculation we have. Let me let me just check one last thing to make sure there's nothing else. Well, Bell tells you why he's better than Simon Burnett. 
Well, you know, there's a couple of reasons. I mean, I could go into the fact that my uh, height and girth easily match that of a silverback gorilla in its prime. Uh, wow. I could also go with the fact that my lung capacity is double that of a silverback gorilla. Wow. Um, and also, I can crack walnuts with my thighs. And on that note, that's not true, though. We got. Right, we got. We got. If that's if. All right. So I'm going to figure out this guy is the real Simon Burnett on Twitter that is uh, associated with Grodd. And um, we gotta get him on the show. Is it weird that I actually want him on the show more than I want Grant Gustin? I, <laughs> I I wouldn't mind Grant Gustin either, but I I, I mean I would I, I want I want to talk to him. I want to be like, dude, hook, hook hook me up. I I feel like I feel like that's kind of all right. That's gonna be our he's gonna be our white well or or our silverback gorilla as, I, as you prefer. I I have a uh, I have a request in the chat. What's up? To say I am Grod. From one of pineapple, as if I were Groot. I am Grod. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that how Groot would say it if Groot was Grod. Go for it. Yeah, that's a Groot Grod, right? Groot Grod. Yeah, Grod Groot. Grod Groot. Grod Groot. <laughs> See, I, I much rather find Grod to, to speak like Stewie from Family Guy. Yes, I'd say, Flash, come come here a moment so I can defeat you in, in battle. Yes. Quite nice. Well, you see, Stewie, what you lack if you're going to be a gorilla in this television series is you have to have the silver back of a man who actually has a silver back. <laughs> that was really good. That was really Thank good. You. But Thank now you. what you have to have is your silver back. You must be strong. You have to have muscles. Come on. You have to lift the weights. And then what you do is you crash him. No, Arnold, you don't understand. We can't do national. No, 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 no. That's that's Frank, man. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm stealing Frank's line, but yeah, I don't, I don't. he did like we we got What we got to do is we got to make national term. We're crossing the streams here. We can't people people. Flash TV talk doesn't know what we're talking about from panel to screen, man. We can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that. No, man. We need to we need to make a trailer for uh, for National Terminator. We do, we do. And like we're like we we should. What would the what's the pitch there? Because so Nicholas Cage finds a treasure map that leads him back in time. Uh, <laughs> yes. No explanation Connor. as to how. Just the treasure map leads him back in time. All right, I am in. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So it leads him back in time, and he has to team up with Sarah Connor. No, that doesn't work. We don't have a Sarah Connor. Okay, so he has to team up with a Terminator, right? In order to kill Sarah Connor. Oh. Because Sarah Connor uh, has the key to the Aztec gold. Oh, there it is. That's it. And the Aztec gold is hidden underneath. The White House. In a world where the Aztec gold is hidden underneath the White House. One man must go back in time with a treasure map. Randomly stating his lines in high and low octaves with another man who's a machine (laughs) of a man. And then Q Terminator music. National Terminator, man. We need to make this... This is happening. We'll have we'll, we'll have Frank back on for the for the sequel, and that'll be National Terminator Strikes Back. Yes, yes, yes. See, that's the thing. We do National Terminator first, where it's just the two of us, and then we have Frank come back in as Yoda, and that's National Terminator Strikes Back. And then for the uh, the third one, what's the worst like threequel name? Rise of the Dawn of the National Terminator. Could be, could be. We could possibly Nationator. do that. Nationator Part Two. Nationator. No, it'd be Nationator Three. No, no. We'll we'll call it Nationator Part Two, just to be confusing. <laughs> it's kind of like Rambo First Blood Part Two. Right, 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 right. Or we could do. Yeah. Oh, we could do uh, National Terminator Third Blood. Or um, 
Uh, like, Andrew first blood. <laughs> yeah, Andrew first blood. <laughs> Return of the Rise of the Dawn of the National Terminator. That's it. Return of the Rise of the Dawn of the National Terminator. (laughs) Kyle, you get the trophy, sir. Well done. (laughs) It's got to be colon the threequel. I like it. I like it. Fund it. I don't know if this isn't going to make the podcast at all. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Who knows? Maybe I'll try to, to take it out and put it at the end of panel of the screen we'll see that's pretty much it man we don't have a whole lot of spoilers but that's some good speculation for what's to come well for more flashtastic awesomeness tune in next week to flash tv talk flashtastic outro copyright matt sc a member of the pottery network for more information on this and other shows please visit pottery.com ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.